Hello, hello. So we are live. Hello. I'm hello. tagging you guys on Facebook right now. So I did the tweet and the tag should have went through on Facebook. So. <clears throat> yep. Sure, man. Sweet. <laughs> so uh, I, I'll start first because uh, it, it, it's what I love about the way the world is right now. Uh, all of us are retweeting uh, the links when it, <laughs> when it comes out. So actually, well, I should probably redo the tweet because I forgot to hashtag our stuff. So give me one second. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll, I'll start off. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Oklahoma Ward uh, writer director yada yada of uh, Crawler Die and uh, Crawler Die Two, which is the uh, mini series that we're doing and. That's uh, Nicole Alonzo. She's uh, that's me, the one with the lipstick. Yeah, she's uh, basically she's the nude girl in all my projects oh, to, to make it popular. And then David, <laughs> he's the nude guy in some of my projects to get the other uh, part of the. No, I'm I'm uh, Yeah, David, I'll just do, I'll just do oh, does, um, and David. Wow, yada, yada. yada 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 yada. So uh, yeah. Uh, Nicole, while you're doing that, David, if you just want to introduce yourself real quick, and then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read everything. My name is David Weld, uh, filmmaker, writer, director, producer, jack all trades, uh, get get the sandwiches and everything else as well, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> all the things. Ian, what's up, Ian? Hey, Martin, how you guys doing? Ian, I didn't read your message yet, but I I saw that you sent one. I'll read it hey, after this. Oh, Nicole and David. <laughs> Martin, hey, in and all, and uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet everything now. Also, we're so organized, my God. Yeah, just the whole show is just about us fucking retweeting. <laughs> How do we do things? <laughs> That's the way. Yeah. What's the show about? <laughs> That's uh. Yeah. That's pretty much the way anymore. Any uh. Anytime we go out with friends. <laughs> I, I literally think 60% of the time is everybody checking their phones. Hi, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, gee, I'm watching us now. I'm watching us live. Yeah, 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 I do that too. Go. I'll pull it up and then I have double sound playing. So we're really professional. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I think, oh. I, I think I've think i done enough of what I'm going to do and then I'll put, I'll put some more out there Okay. <laughs> later on. Hey, um, Johnny. How's it going? So, so we, we I, didn't schedule this ahead of time, we're, but we uh, we are doing a film like filmmaker roundtable, and I think this is something we're going to start trying to do regularly with the three of us. Um, we're going to keep them shorter. I know the last few we did kind of turn into like three hour things, so I think we're going to try to keep these a little bit shorter. But um, just basically discussing filmmaking and kind of what we do. Hey, Greg. Um, yeah, so we we uh, Oak and I are working on Crawler Die Two right now. It's the sequel mini-series that we're putting out following up our first movie, Call or Die. And um, David is working on Crime Lord at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we have a few topics that we're going to talk about. And just, yeah, let's just get into this. And I Actually, think, Craig, you should you should hang around because you're going to be the, uh, no, no, the uh, no, subject no. of one of the topics. Is different, oh, this is a different, different Craig. Craig. Different Craig. <laughs> Wait, was somebody Craig. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Craig is on my shoot tomorrow. That Craig uh, Quellen, he's on my shoot tomorrow. Yes. You know, and working tomorrow. So yes. Oh, hi, gotcha. Tristan. How's it going? Uh, I think also we're gonna try. Uh, David has a program to make this into a podcast, so we're gonna also have that going out there. So we'll post links to everything 
um, once we have it'll it all probably take us three out. weeks to get this all gelled right. But, yeah, but again, <laughs> maybe that's uh, part of independent filmmaking is if we sat around and waited till everything was perfect, High instead candle. we just jump in, you know, <laughs> exactly, just go for it. So, uh, so uh, I don't know if we're going to do this once a week or once every two weeks, but uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Support to the gaffer. Hey, yeah, exactly. Support to all to all aspects yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, so we have, I mean, the, the, the ones that we normally do last about three days live, you know, so, so condensed the <laughs> point where it's more punchy, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Well, so, one, yeah, go ahead, David. Uh, What's my first sort of topic, you know, really, about film? You know? <laughs> um, hey, Jeremy. Well, uh, maybe we start with, I don't know. We had, we had two or three, uh, <clears throat> we had two or three topics. One we were talking about. Uh, one thing that everybody asks I'm us all about all the time is, you know, how do we as independent people, uh, what makes us want to work with actors? You know, as a general thing, maybe we can talk about that. I, I, I have no problem talking about, uh, I, want, I want to keep these positive, but I can tell you there are certain things that uh, makes me not want to work with people <laughs> uh, versus a lot of things <laughs> that make me want to work with people. Um, and we could all talk about that to some degree and then uh i thought david you had a, a really good subject where you were like um what was it how do you how do you break in to independent filmmaking was it was that what you brought up oh yeah and um, we're talking about um we're talking about actors uh what is the rules to you know start acting and start acting in film yeah well let's just start there yeah yeah to me, there is no rules that you don't have to go to a drama school, but if you go to a drama school, that's good as well. Um, you don't have to, you know, do all the things that you say you're supposed to do to be an actor. You can do all those things and still get nowhere. Um, and we were talking about um, a guy that's been working with me called uh, Craig Campbell that he never right. really acted before until this year. Um, and I've used them the last two episodes and I'm using them, I'm shooting tomorrow actually, and he's in this whole episode. And Craig has never really acted before. And you go, well, and he's got, you know, a big part, you know, a big role. And it's so why to work with somebody that's never really acted before compared to hundreds of people over the years that have sent me stuff that have been in drama school and whatever. Yeah. And the reason is, as many reasons that you could have all these qualifications and it doesn't mean shit. It's like I keep saying, the reason that people like John Cassavetes always worked with Ben Gazzara and Peter Falk and Scorsese always worked with De Niro and DiCaprio and Tim Burton always worked with Johnny Depp is because <clears throat> you've got to get on with people. And an example, taking Craig, the minute I spoke to Craig and the minute that I'd seen his sort of world, what he does because he works in the tech and he's this public speaking, um, there, was a, there was an aspect that he was perfect for the character I was looking at the time. But that's not enough. Then when I spoke to him, his attitude was uh, positive. He'll try anything. Um, he's not saying, "Can you, you know, is there a car company pick me up at this fucking time?" Or he's not. He's willing to fly, fly with something and just try it, rather than saying, "Oh, I need to be prepared for this and I need to try that." And cut a long story short, 
since April, um, Craig Campbell um, is you know he's had a few you know a few episodes of McLean Ward, and now he's got an agent. Now he's in spotlight casting, um, and there's a lot of actors that's actually taken them years to get an agent or to, years to get on spotlight. And you go, and then right. some people may go, "Oh, is that fair? Is that well? No, that is because he's delivered in every way." Yeah. I, I want to work with people like that, and you don't always yeah. get, you know. So whether you are a qualified, whatever the fuck you call it, actor, a non-qualified, um, he's hustled his way in yet, but he actually. Um, is right. He was, he's right for my, my series. He's right for the part. His attitude's right. Um, and that's the people that I want to work with. I saw, I work with people that have been professional for years and work for years. I also work with people I've never acted before, but their attitude has got to be right. Their positivity has got to be right. The, the, uh, you give them solutions and they won't give you problems, you know, like a lot of people, you know. So yeah. I think actors don't realise that there's so much more to it than just fucking acting. Talent is very, very, very little. You know, if you've got a little bit of talent, great, but there's so much more to it. And I always think that when actors show their showreels, right, the main thing is get your CV, get your showreel, um, and uh, obsession about showreels. But nobody actually, what I want to see is, which I've just done one for myself, I want to see three minutes of somebody talking to the camera and tell me what they've done and who they are and what they're like as a person and what other interests they have. And I want to just see them talk for three minutes so I can find out what that person is like and see their energy and see their vibe. Um, because to me, that's just as important as they seeing if they can act on a showreel. Because they could be a great actor and be a complete pain in the fucking ass. And <laughs> you don't want right. to with people like that, you know. You just don't. No. It, it, on on, on my that, experience... Craig, what I'm trying to say is New Craig is working with you guys. You know, yeah. right, exactly. And, and it, and attitude, attitude, attitude. I go, you know, if, if, if I'm getting paid millions of dollars and I have to work with an, uh, an actor that has attitude, that's a whole different thing. But even on that level, I go, if the project turns out, well, I'm moving up the ladder too. And do I want to work with an actor that has attitude? Probably not. You know, I mean, uh, I would rather work with, case in point, Craig, who I saw in your projects. I didn't know anything about him. I loved his presence on screen. I spoke. The first thing I did was speak to you, and you went, no, he's got a great attitude. And then to back it up, when I spoke with him on the phone, uh, he was humble. He actually listened. And his attitude, I went, I... I could go to war in an independent film setting and I would enjoy him being on set versus, you know, I, I, I just think sometimes people think, well, it's about my talent and, and my CV. You know, I, I've been in these 12 projects and I go, I would trade an actor that's been in these 12 projects for somebody who's never been in anything but shows up on set and has a great attitude that I go, I'm going to be around you for hours. I'm going to probably need to reach out for you and ask you to stay two hours late at some point for some reason. And if you have a great attitude, I'm going to want to work with you. And yeah. uh, I, I, I think sometimes, in my experience anyway, 
most of the people that I have fired off my movie set or people that I've worked with, and even if I get through it and they do good, I go, I don't want to work with that person again because their attitude on set was, you know, pretentious or, or made my job more tough, you know? Hmm. Uh, and I don't know what do you, what do you think, uh, Nikki? Because you're an actor, so well. I was gonna say that's kind of been my experience, and whether or not I knew this or I just did it naturally, I don't know. But whenever I auditioned for Oak's first movie and worked with him, I think I sent in the shittiest headshots ever. It was literally like Polaroid photographs of myself. Uh, they were bad. And I didn't have any resume. I didn't work on anything before that, really, other than like plays that I did. But nothing professional or anything. And um, it didn't matter because I just went in and I did the audition and I worked my ass off to make sure that was good. And then showed up and I was did my job and I didn't complain and I didn't wasn't being negative and I you know if things took forever to get to a scene I was happy to be there um, and I think it makes all the difference and I didn't need some big resume or some big acting drama school behind me and not saying that that's bad or that you couldn't have that um, to your credit but it's not necessarily something you need if you're willing to work and you have a positive attitude and you you know you have some talent so well I'll throw this in there and then we'll throw it to David case in point I've worked with David and Nicole both. And I can tell you that one of the things I had so much respect for David is, uh, I know David is a filmmaker. Uh, it's what drew me to him at the very beginning. And yet I did have a fear because I have worked with uh, some DPs. I've worked with a boom guy and I've worked with two actors that have been on, like they were on the movie, Michael with John Travolta and stuff. So they kind of had this attitude when they walked on set. And and uh, I think it's kind of an independent joke is they go, if anybody's worked on a Hollywood film, you don't want them on your set. And I go, I know where that joke started. Where, because they kind of have this attitude of like, oh, they're not doing it the way that was done. And that was a Hollywood movie. And so they kind of have this little bit of an attitude. And I, and I was scared to work with David. And yet... Uh, to his, uh, which just makes me love him even more, uh, to his credit is he was the easiest person to work with. Like he literally walked in and he, and, and you're welcome to add in on this, David, how you approached it. But I remember you walked in, you never once uh, asked about the camera or the lighting or anything. All you were interested in was your job and you went, no, I'm not here as a director or how I would do it. I'm just here as an actor. And the same way with Nicole, we're in a relationship. But when you walk on set, um, you listen to me. And if I tell you to do something, you don't question it. Case in point, we're in a relationship. But if I say, let's go to a restaurant, <laughs> we're going to go to the restaurant she wants to go to. But when we walk on set as a filmmaker, yeah, you know, it's, it's, and I go, it's, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's, that's the way at the very start when you first told me about your project as well and you told me about the tunnels and you told me about the characters and I went, right, okay, this person has got vision for us um, sounds like they know what they're doing so I'm going to trust them because I don't know where this is going to turn out just like the way that every actor that makes a movie I don't know, you know, but so it's my 
job to trust them, you know, because they sound like they know what they're doing. So you go with it and you fly with it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And question on the set because you don't know how the fuck it's going to be shot, edited, whatever. You go on with what you're doing. So, but this is back to what, what I was saying about Nikki as well because I cast, you know, Nikki, and when I was there, I made a horror movie called Scream. Yeah. Uh, I needed two female uh, lead characters. Um, and, you know, it wasn't obvious that, you know, Nikki that was right for this role. But after months talking to you guys, you know, and seeing Nikki on video and behind the scenes and the passion of your projects and stuff, then it sways to the side as well that I want to be around that person when I'm shooting. I want to, you know, they, they're going to have my back, I'll have their back, and they'll get the job done. So actually, people always think it's about 100% characterization. It's not. It's about even, it's about, you know, it's the big movie directors. Sometimes you say, is that, was that movie star really right for that part? But that director took them. And you go, well, it, there's so many other factors towards it. Oh. So when I saw Nikki, it's like, no, I, you know, I know that it's going to be fun working with her. I know that, well, I didn't know that when I say it's Nikki, there's no fucking script at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, that's a big point. But that was that's a big point. You know, that was yeah, if I, had, if I had raised a huge stink about that and started being like, well, I need a script and I need to know what, you know, my motivation is and stuff, you probably would have been like, yeah, you can, yeah, like, was, you can die maybe, but, probably yeah, because it uh, becomes too and, difficult to, and I, I making indie films and, is hard enough. You don't need people that are going to bring more problems for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ironically, I don't normally work that way, but I felt in that project and you flew it as well, the same as Leslie did. Um, Hi, Craig. You know, so that was a good. That my point is that was the the when you get to know somebody and you go right, I know I can work with this person, and then if they get to know me, they maybe think they can. And even if they don't know me, if they decide to trust me on something, then go away and fly right. it. And then, you know, um, so I think there's well, that a, point is it that brings up two things. I I honestly believe. Uh, I I think you hit on to me what is one of the key things that I find myself adhering to, whether it be the crew or the actors, is I go, uh, you know, I'll give specific instances. Uh, I, I'll use Craig Campbell uh, since he's in here. I mean, it's a perfect example. Uh, even though I loved what he did when I saw him in your stuff, David, and then when I spoke with you, you gave him high marks and said, yeah, you know, he's great. And then even when I spoke to him, he was humble and he, he said some things up front that was very honest that other actors won't say, uh, which I which I like. But I got a sense of uh, this is somebody that if I go to war, that I have my back. And what I mean by that is I'll even throw ter uh, Tori uh, Byrne in, uh, from the first movie. Um, you know, I'm independent. And one of the sets, uh, the... Uh, the set broke and uh, I only had these actors for an amount of time. So I had to take the script and basically just throw it away and go, I know what the point of this scene was and we got to make it work. Instead of the 20 foot set, I've got a two foot set. And you know what? Um, Tori, Nicole, Will, they all got together. We rebuilt the set in about 15 minutes. Uh, Tori didn't know how to pick up a hammer. She was over there hammering a nail. And then we got in there and we worked together and got it done. And that what, what that told me was I went, 
uh, because I don't care what budget level you're on, you're always going to have that happen. As we were talking earlier, everybody knows that, you know, Steven Spielberg, Jaws thing, they have millions of dollars and, and the shark worked for one day. And I go, that is filmmaking. And what you learn is <coughs> who people like Tori, what was it, Nicole, you and I used to joke about every time we turned around, Everybody else was running out to get something to eat or calling people. Tori was over there with a broom sweeping up the floor. Yeah, she'd pick up trash and sweep the floor. And it was it's just nice having people around. And not saying that we expect everyone on our sets to do that. But just the fact that we didn't have to ask her. And she wanted to be here just to be here because she enjoyed being on set. And um, I, and I, you're right. Those scenes, even though like there were times on that first one when we, we rebuilt some things, but still it'd be like, okay, we have now a 10 foot section of tunnel that needs to look like 40 feet. So I need you guys to crawl through it, but make it look like it's taking longer than it is. And just that positive attitude and her, her and I just going, fuck it. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're not going to complain. We're not going to be like, well, I wish we had 30 feet of tunnel. And then we, you know, no, we'd crawl through it and we'd go back and do it again and do it again. And we're covered in dirt and getting bugs dropped on us. And it's just like, well, Just having up, that positive attitude helps so much. That brings much. up two really interesting questions that I think that you two, uh, I <laughs> won't be able to answer it, but I'd love to hear you two talking about it, which is, number one, uh, David, you brought this up. It's that trust. Thanks, Brian. And I go, it must be tough because I run into this all the time. It must be tough. Either the actor just has to totally trust the director and go, and I'd love to hear you both talk about this. One of my frustrations dealing with actors is they must have a camera in their head. Thanks, Emily. And they think they know what the scene is going to look like or how it's going to edit together. So somehow you all, because you two were a dream to work with, you all must have an ability to get that out of your head and just trust that the director you're working, working with knows what they're going to do. So how do you all do that? because I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've run into people and I go, no, don't look that way. Look over here. And they go, yeah, but I'm talking to the person over here. And I go, okay, first of all, right there, just trust me. And now I'm having to explain to you, but on this screen and the way I'm going to edit it, it's going to look like you are. And they go, yeah, but how's that going to work? And I'm like, okay, can you please just look over here? How do you all do that? For me, for me personally, it's a little bit easier to trust because in terms of, because I'm a filmmaker, I know another filmmaker has got this look in the head and they're going to head. So I already know that stuff. So to be fair there, I've got a little bit more insider stuff going on as a filmmaker. That makes sense. Right. But at, but at the other side, put it this way, if I see somebody with a passion and an energy and a vision, right, and say they make a short film or a movie and it, it isn't good, and say they do that five, six times and it isn't good, but if they've got something special, if they've got spirits, like the people I like, a lot of yeah. film directors I like, people go, you don't, you like your movies? And I go, no, I like the spirit, you know? Yeah. But the of, like I've seen some filmmakers and they go, they've done maybe um, a few films, short films, and they haven't been that good, but I could see they've got something. I would rather work with somebody like that because I know maybe yeah. in 10 years, time or 15 years time they're going to nail it so it's not just on that project it's not just in that one film it's on the bigger picture 
you know, it's only when you, you see a spark in somebody and an energy in, some, in somebody, it's more to do with that rather than a single project, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just don't, a lot of people try to fake it. A lot of people want to be famous. They want to go to awards. They want to, I can see that shit right away. I'm not interested. Oh, in my that. God. Yeah. yeah. David, it's yeah. not, it's, it's so, it's so funny because the more and more I work with Nicole, she, she's beginning to see it all the time. And I go, you know, I don't care how good you think you're pulling the wool. You can totally see when somebody has a passion for it versus the people that show up. And then you watch their energy just wane off. You know, uh, some people can only hold it for days. Some people can <laughs> hold it for 45 days. And it always su surprises me because I go, look, uh, there was one person, I'm not going to name it, that was in my project. And I love this about this person. Day one, they walked up to me and they literally said, hey, listen, man, I don't really give a damn about all this. I just thought it might be kind of cool to be in and I hope I could get some chicks. He was like, but that's it. And I went, oh, I can work with this. And and they showed up and I went. Yeah. I had maybe two days. Yeah. It was great. Versus what's more upsetting is people that they claim they want something. And then all of a sudden you're like, where are these people? You know, yeah. and, and Somebody says they want to be famous and rich and whatever, and they want all the trappings of success, but they put the work in. I don't care. Yeah. That's, right. fine. That's fine. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, how do you well, all deal with this? Well, hold on. I was going to answer your last one. For me personally, I I think part of it is that I, I have no desire to ever be a filmmaker as far as like being a director or anything like that. So Very sensible. I, when I work with somebody that is, that's a director, it's because I respect them and I trust what they're doing. And I wouldn't work with somebody that I didn't as a director because I feel like that would just, I would just fail because I lean on my directors. And if I'm like struggling and I go, I need guidance and they tell me to do something, it's because I want their opinion and I trust what they're going to tell me. And so then I just do it. And it's not that I don't at times struggle and go, well, it feels weird staring at the wall when I'm supposed to be talking over here. But then I just go, fuck it. it I don't know what they're looking at. I'm not, I've never been an editor or director, so I'm not trying to edit in my head because I don't fucking know. So I just end up going, okay, I'm just going to trust you. I will stare at this wall and talk See, to that person. That right there and makes me it. go, I want to work with that person. <laughs> like I tell you, as a director. But, but, but at the same time, Nikki, you've also got an individuality that you're still going to, um, it's a fine balance. You've and the whole picture of things, you've still got an individuality where you're, you're still more of a car. You're not a puppet, do you know what I mean? You've still yeah. got your own things you, you know when something like when you're working with me and there was times it was looking as if that um and i'm talking for myself here it looks as that where is it going with us but i could see you sometimes going i think i know where he's going with us and we're, you know um well, that's because i trusted you like i i'd seen your work your other work and i'd been talking to you just like you said over talking to me it made you go i think you'd be yeah. good for the role i yeah. trusted you so i went you know what even if I don't always understand exactly what's going to happen, I tr was leaning on you and I trusted you. And so then I just go, okay. And then of yeah. course I'm going to bring my own character and my own work to it. I'm not just going to go on there and say the lines, but um, to me, it's all about trust. And that's why I would never work with a director that I didn't trust because I couldn't, I would be terrible because I would just be like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, let me bring up this one thing. And then I got a bunch of questions uh, that, that is on this topic that I think would all be good. How do you two deal with, because I go, I could, I could make the argument and David could probably back me up 
and make a bigger, better argument than I could. But one thing that always does frustrate me is I go, there are times that I, I may write something out. I may, you know, everybody makes a big deal about scripts. And I go, first of all, scripts were made in the past for a certain reason, uh, mainly because making a movie was moving 400 pound cameras and lighting and all this kind of stuff. I go, uh, in fact, sometimes I enjoy not having a script for a scene or I like throwing a script out and going, this isn't working. Here's the point of the scene, gathering the actors together and go, this isn't a grand hotel. This is a room that we have available. Let's make it work. Um, how do you two deal with, because I know both of you, Again, it was one of my greatest experiences ever uh, when on my day two of shooting Crawl or Die, uh, a, a problem arised, and I had literally eight hours to shoot what we had shot the first two days, and I went, throw the script out, and you two actors and Tom Chamberlain, all three just came together and just did what I needed to have done without a script. So, so maybe you both could talk about that as acting. And I know David also from a directing point of view, at times you have to do that. So how do you all feel about that? Um, I think when, well, the thing is, look, when you pitched me your story um, and it's like a concept, like a lot of great yeah. films are, like a concept and the ideas there, then to me, that's the script. That's it. It's not like, What's the plot here and the plot that you take care of that? I don't need to know that. You know, it's like it's the concept and the moment that you're in and the bigger picture. So to me, it's there. As you say, the script is for the crew and the script is for what we're doing today. And, you know, it's like we need it in front of us. Um, but I like working with both. I like working. I think if you're doing a, 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 a series drama, like the House of Cards or something, you need the yes. lead there exactly because it's banter back and forth. It's not a very visual thing. But if you're a filmmaker, right. cinematic, you, as, a, and as an actor, you want to embrace the cinematic more. So you actually don't need to worry about the plot and the whatever because the director's taking care of that. You just want to get in the moment. You're taking care of yep. the shots. So in that sense, you don't really need a script as such, if you know what I'm saying. Right. The more cinema it is, the less script, the more drama, the dialogue, or a sitcom, you need the lines, you need the, do you know what I'm saying? I think there's two different types. So for me, when you pitch that, it's that I don't really need to know the script. You tell me where it is. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm going with that, you know. Um, I yeah. think like in the beginning, when I first started working with Oak, it wasn't a question, he just gave me a script. And I think when I was a young actor coming from theater, I wanted a script, but it wasn't because I was trying to be like a drama queen. It's just what I thought I needed to do my job. And I, I like, it was maybe stemmed from a little bit of like fear and security that I felt like I needed to lean on that. And that's me working, like me studying the script and taking notes was me working yeah. to do a good job. And then the longer I've been doing this um, and working with now both of you, I've realized you don't need that to do a good job your job should be to be in the scene. So you don't need to know uh, where, you know, where you came from as your character. If you had a mother growing up, what you need to worry about is like the scene you're in and being in the scene. And if you're present and you're there, 
Um, you don't need that other stuff. And yes, it can be useful. And, and you, like you said, for certain types of projects, it's probably more useful. Um, but I think in the beginning, the only reason I, it was like a fear thing. I was like, if I don't have a script, how am I supposed to prepare? Yeah, yeah. Or like, I'm supposed to do a good job? A lot of actors that look like that I've worked with in the past that I'll say to them, okay, here's the script. We need some of those plot lines and stuff, but outside that you can just play, right? But they actually don't want to play. No, I want yeah. the script. I want, and I yeah. say, but yeah. I'm the writer and I'm the filmmaker and I'm telling you that I don't need the script. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I'm giving you the freedom, but then you go, but I need the script. And it's like, you know, it's like, fuck you the don't. script. Because yeah. it's if you just get the script perfect, I'm not going to get anything that's actually interesting and real. Is that what? Especially if the filmmakers tell me you fuck the script. Yeah. If the writers tell me you fuck the script. Yeah. Right. You don't hold it. If you work in a soap, then you need the script because. Right. A, or or maybe maybe if you're dealing with like David Mamet, to where I go, literally, you could have yeah. a black screen. And you and you're just listening to the dialogue because uh, David Mamet is in stage, and if you, you can't go on stage and fucking improvise it, you need to scrap exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Find Shakespeare. You can't fucking fly exactly. And no. I'm saying I think that was part of it because I started in theater, and so to me, the script was everything. Like you needed rehearsals and scripts, and because you you go out every night and you have to know the scene. But in a movie. I keep talking about this. It's almost that like the Beatles and the Sex Pistols. They, they say that the Beatles can play, but the Beatles had simple tunes and themes, and it just got everybody crazy, right? The Sex Pistols couldn't fucking play. They couldn't thing me. But the, it was the attitude. It was the vibe. It was the the concepts. It was yeah. that. It's yeah. the scripts. If, you, if somebody's telling you to fly with it, you know, you look at some of the best movies. Where it's um, if you take a movie, what was that movie? Um, any movie with Mickey Rock and the wrestler, and those yeah. kind of movies you kind of improvised and you're following a character, right. you know, and it wouldn't be like that if there was solid, solid, solid script. Do you know what I mean? Um, In fact, yeah. I would say the majority of people that even uh, when I used to adhere on the first movie, because of course, you know, when I was first starting out. You think, you know, all my, in fact, too much of my energy went into the script, like every camera shot and all that kind of stuff. And then you walk on set and you're like, wait a minute, I, you know, this room is not as big as I thought. <laughs> he can't walk 50 steps over to her. He can walk two steps over, you know. And, um, but, but what I really realized, and when I started going, for me, a script can give you pointers. But what I realized is young actors tend to, when they get a script, they learn every single word. They look at every apostrophe, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you get this. It, it's not that they're doing a bad job, but it feels stilted. And, it, and then it's four times as hard to go, okay, look, look, this sounds horrible. You're reading your line, and then you read your line, and then you read your line. But nobody talks like that. Like, talk over each other. And all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> they yeah. can't. Because they've all learned, you say your line, but, I say my yeah. line. And, and to, be, to, be, to be fair to actors as well, if actors are working with some independent free spirits, and then suddenly they're working a TV show or a soap, and then they sway from one fucking line, they'll get fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you've got to right. have different hats. You have to have different hats as an actor as well. 
you know. Yeah. And yeah. So and yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, again, it all swings back to what we were talking about in the beginning. And I'd love to hear how you guys think about this is it all comes back to attitude. Uh, I'll use uh, Tom Chamberlain. And one of the reasons I always loved working with him, because he worked on my very first movie, Isolation, and in Crawl or Die, which is, you know, in, in my very first movie, I had, I mean, literally the most detailed script of all time. And um, he came in and did an audition, and he just blew me away with his audition. And then when he was on set, I was stunned. I was like, you seem like boxed in, stilted. It seemed rehearsed. Absolutely. And one day yeah. I just took the script and threw it away. And I said, <laughs> just go out there and just do something. And he got mad and everything and went out there and, and did the great, he, he did the reason I wanted him. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, I'd rather have 20 minutes of that. But I went, I think this comes back to the attitude is he trusted what we were trying to do. You know, he didn't say, well, I can't do that. That's not what the script says. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I mean. I think a lot of times it's like a, it's almost like a crutch for the actor. And they feel like if they have this, they, they're doing something to be better, whereas they don't necessarily need that. And sometimes they're better without it if they just well, trust. Here's an, yeah, here's an example. Craig Clellan there is working with me um, tomorrow. And he's in Craig Lord. He's got a scene um, in Friday. And I said in the script, he's got a scene in the car. And then the car is, you know, I, I see in the script, um, he's having a panic attack and he's breathing into your bag, you know, because he's scared that these guys are going to come after him. And Craig said back to me and says, oh, I didn't know he would have panic attacks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now, the scene before that he'd done, in the other episode, he was doing drugs, you know. Now, some filmmakers will go, yes, he has panic attacks. Have you got a problem with that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> The fact that Craig said that, I like that because he's still questioning it. But I know that if yeah. I say Craig, he, he has panic attacks, he'll fly with it. But I still like the fact that he's kind of, um, the point is, I, ju I just put something in the script there that this guy's quite fucking dysfunctional, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, an else thing, you know. He's either yeah. still in drugs or he's, he's got some sort of, is there something not fucking quite right about him? So forget the panic attacks, give me some, so what I'm trying to say is, it's no literal, what's in the script, you know, it's just right. that, he's, that he's, he's, he's pretty fucking nervous about what's going on, so you don't need to do the panic attacks, and then Craig tuned into that, so if he comes back with something else, I'm cool with that, do you know what I mean? Right, um, and, and again, I think that goes with yeah. attitude, you know, right, it's attitude, it's, if, 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 if an actor's you're right. I guess I'll, I'll make a point because maybe it seems like I'm saying I'm just wanting the actor to go on and just do whatever I tell him to do and just trust. I go, no, there's a fine line. I want you to bring something to case in point. You know, I, I happen to love Gary Oldman. I, I just I, I don't even care if I like the movie or not. I just chew on anything he does. But I always refer back to, you know, he's going to be doomed for the famous screaming line, you know, everyone, you know, in, in the famous movie. But I go, but look at the script. The script literally says he turns and is angry. And I go, right. So he brought 
that yeah. to it. Because think about it, if it, if it was an inexperienced actor, an actor not brave, brave enough to play, the script was probably like, everyone. And how many actors do you know would read it and turn around and be like, everyone. And the fact that he'd turn around with all this energy and just the way he yelled it, that's that's the acting part. Like, obviously, you can't just, like, the director probably said, you have to turn around and hit this mark. But that doesn't mean he's just going to turn around and be like, okay, uh, bring everyone. And that uh, happens a lot on set. I'm like, when casting directors get back to us, um, uh, these guys caught sights in the camera yeah. room. They don't want to see the actual script. They want to. They don't want to see a hundred actors reading the same thing. They want an actor to bring something they never expected. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. they want something. That, even if you take a risk with it, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah. They want an actor that takes a risk with something. They want something different. They don't want that work perfect and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it, it is more that you and look. If you don't bring something to the scene, then I think you should see the exact script. You know, because some actors will think, oh, they'll question the lines. Okay, well, if you can bring something better, that's what I want. I want you to bring something better, you know. Yeah. But if you can't bring something better, that's okay as well. Just deliver those lines as real as possible. But but it's worked in there that if you can, then that's open, you know. But just but don't say that you have to say those lines and don't give me something special. Then give me something different then. If you're going to give me something, give me something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You better fuck <laughs> Because I took so if you think that you can do well, that's good. Bring it, and my ego get the fucking window. You know. You know what? Yeah. And I and I think that's a really important point. Also, is that when I'm saying attitude, I don't mean just like a yes man or yes woman thing. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I have no doubt that if you and I, David, were working on a two year project together in whatever capacity, would you and I get? heads or would you like be frustrated one day or even when I'm working with Nicole uh, like if she turns around and yells at me and believe me <laughs> I won't take that from a lot of people but you know what I love it and I'll take it and maybe this all goes back again to what we're talking about which is attitude is that if I know the person is in it and they're trying to do the best they can yeah. and they're there yeah versus I would rather have that than just a yes person and i go oh you don't care you, you oh you just want to read these three lines and you walk off set and i go okay yeah you did the three lines you know <laughs> um but i also go maybe that goes back to the same thing we talked about in the very beginning which is attitude you know if i know that that person is is in it and they're behind me doesn't mean we won't butt heads doesn't mean that they might not get mad and cuss me out and walk off but they're going to come back, you know. It's because we're trying to find the best thing that we can. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a difference between ego and just trying to trip somebody up and trying to make it. That, you know, there's. I mean, they say that some difficult actors, like um, people used to say, was always difficult. But then some top directors would say it was difficult because he was trying to get it really fucking good. Yeah, he wasn't difficult because he was trying to be an asshole. You know, um, so yeah, you know, I can work with that, you know. Um, but in terms of scripts and stuff, I mean, look, I'm talking at the moment, this crime mod series I'm doing, doing is very script driven, it's very dialogue driven, you know, it's not like a, I can be yeah. sweet much, but at the same time, there's still room in there for people to play, you know, you don't have to be solid and rigid, you know. Um, yes, so, so Craig said, uh, 
don't know if you saw this. He said, uh, I think we do that because that's how we are conditioned, trained yeah. when we analyze the script, how we're putting your own stamp on the scene, and only if the director is happy with it playing with the scene. I mean, yeah. I, 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 think, I, I understand that. But that's, that's why you, that's where the individuality comes in with actors. Because some actors are the same script and you take 10 actors and they'll say the lines the same way and then you go one actor and they'll just do it. They'll say the lines, but they'll do it, they'll say it differently. As an example, you're talking about Gary Oldman, um, which I completely understand where he was saying he would give directors uh, five takes and they go, oh, that's yeah. great. They would want the same fucking take again and again. For me, I always, I always respond to that. If you're going to do a few takes, I want to see a different... Um, exactly. ...each take, because then I've got different things to play with in the edit, you know. So right. you, you might be stuck with the same lines, but you can still, the subtext can still be different in the way you deliver it and the way you say it in your attitudes. Yeah. So I want to see it differently, you know. So that's where you can bring your individual side um, within the same text. Even if you have to stick to the same text, you can say it. You can play it five different ways, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is to me is fun because what's the point of giving somebody four takes that are exactly the fucking same? You know, unless yeah. unless, unless there's a mistake with the sound or something, or they haven't got the shot, you know. Um, Oak actually you know. did that for the auditions. He would say, Give me this this little monologue three different ways, like three different emotions. Okay. And it's so yeah. clear to see the people that understand that and they send it and one is a comedy and one is a drama and one is something else. And then there's the people that they do three, three of them and it's pretty much the same every yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I even, had one, no. Sorry, oh, I even had one actor who uh, I could tell uh, would learn the lines uh, the way I had them. And I could tell, I could just feel it under their skin that they didn't like the way I wrote it, but they gave me the respect and 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 I and I would say to them, "Look, when you come on set, give me what I wrote, and then I'll give you two or three shots. Do whatever you want, you know, and and let me yeah. see. Yeah, and, you know, and and I I went again. That comes back to the attitude. I felt respected in that." Then, you know, they didn't say, I'm not going to do it this way. Because I'd have been like, all right, well, there's the door. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll find somebody else. Where's the janitor? Come over here. Say these lines. But I would. Uh, uh, I, I, I respect the hell out of that. Uh, as long as I see that you put everything into it the way I wanted. And then I'm giving you the freedom. Hell. I'd love it if you come up with something better than what I wrote and that I love. Are you kidding? I'd love it. Uh, doesn't tend to happen a lot, but I, I can respect that, you know, uh, versus somebody who just refuses to, you know, you're like, what, what, what are you doing? What, what, yeah. I have a five minute speech from you now. I, you I can line. respect oh, that, sorry. you know, uh, versus ah, refusing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Nicole's drinking. No, no, I was trying to make sure that the YouTube comments were coming through. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, I have one. Uh, here's a YouTube comment for you specifically, David. David, if you could give one thing, uh, this is uh, there. It's a woman, and she's saying that she's trying to break into acting, and she's trying to go the independent route. One thing that you go, maybe you don't have the best talent in the world. 
But if I came in for an audition that would make you go, you know what, I'll give you a shot. And what's the one thing that if I walked in and did that you went, I don't care how good you are, I won't work with you. That's a good question. I don't know if there'd be one thing, but. Well, sorry, the one thing that I wouldn't work with them, the one thing that would work with them. And, and... Yeah, if somebody came in for an audition. And they did, didn't, sorry, it broke up a little bit. They didn't have much talent or what would make me shine towards them? Is that the question? Yeah, I, I, this is a young actress and she's acting. If I were to come in for an audition, what's one thing, in your opinion, they're specifically asking you, David, uh, that you would not work with no matter how good they were and one thing that oh, you go, I want to work with that person no matter how good they were. Oh, oh, I know it's <laughs> tough. No, I've had this a few times. I've had some people that are really, really, really talented, and I've been setting up a meeting to talk to them on video. And uh, 20 minutes later, they're still no, they are right away gone. Ever don't want to ever talk to them ever again. Ever, ever. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's petty, but no, because when people that's a little power thing, it's a little attitude thing. So it's like a cancer, you go got to nick in the bud right away, you know, um, because do you know why? There's so many people out there, because I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be late with somebody. I wouldn't be, yeah. I say that time. So that sounds petty, but, you know, if you turn up and you're fucking late, it's like, it's almost like the fucking scene with Pacino and fucking so-and-so in the Irishman, you're fucking 10 minutes late. It's an Irishman. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. You're late. You're fucking late. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But it's almost like a little power game. It's like, nah, 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 don't click. I wouldn't do that with you. So, so my point is, there's little things like that that just go, no, what the fuck? Because there's another fucking thousand people behind you, you know? Yeah. And that's a terrible thing to say, but it's the truth, you know? Um, yep. It's just, that's when it comes down to professionalism as well, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not a big believer in professionalism in terms of professionalism you have to be a professional talented actor a professional talented filmmaker but your attitude has to be professional your attitude so if your attitude is no professional you can be loose and you can be a bit rock and roll because i'm i'm not always professional but you still have to have a sort of professional attitude when you're going to maybe work with somebody and vice versa with me with other people um if you come away with a better attitude right away if you're fucking dennis hopper when he was alive and you turn up Fucking drunk, but you're Dennis Hopper. I'm still gonna <laughs> exactly. fucking want to work with you because he's Dennis Hopper. But when you're at the start, you know, then you can right. go back to know, you know. Right. Um, then it's just common courtesy and common, just get on with each other, feel each other, see what you like with each other. But usually, like I keep saying, if I'm going to audition somebody or talk to somebody online, I don't really do auditions as such. Then I'm already, I already know about them beforehand anyway. I've already yeah, done my research. I've already seen how they talk to people. So I'm already, and I don't usually get that problem. Most of the people I work with are pretty good because I've done so much research on them. Um, That's one of the good things I think about social media too, is it's hard for people to hide if they're like nuts or something because on social media, you can go back years in their history and you're like, oh, okay, I see how you really are. Like you mm -hmm. might be putting this front up for me because you want a part or you want to be involved, but six months ago you're going on some rant about this and you're like no i don't i don't even want to deal with that <laughs> somebody that i'm going to work with that i haven't worked with before and uh, they don't know it. I'll I'll keep, you guys talk. 
I watched the podcast. Um, it's an actress, and I watched the podcast, and the podcast was two hours long. And she's talking to you know somebody, and I don't have two hours to watch a podcast with a stranger, right? Mm-hmm. But I watched the two hour podcast to find out what she was like and how she was talking, and vice versa. Because if I'm maybe going to work with somebody, I want to know everything about them. So that's a good investment time because if they come into my production, then I could lose fucking weeks and months if it fucked up. So two yeah. hours of my time at a few or a few days in social media checking them out is actually yeah. a good investment. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answered the question that was that you know the actress was asking, but yeah, it's more to do with your. No, I, I think you, I think you answered perfectly. Uh, maybe. Uh, the one, the one part, which, which ironically, I think this all keeps coming back to is attitude. Um, but, um, what would be one thing that would be positive that you go, maybe if they don't have the greatest talent, but would make you go, I, I want to work with this person. Oh yeah. Well, if I'm a, again, well, look, we're talking about Craig Campbell. I had no experience, Craig had no experience acting, right? But I almost decided actually without seeing if he could act that I wanted to work with him. And man thinks we're right, you know. I, right. I, I did a little video online with him. I got him to read a few lines, but I only let him read for about a minute. And it's like, okay, that's, that's enough. Because yep. I knew his vibe and his energy. And there's a scene on the boat, right? There's a scene on the boat when he shoots a machine gun, right? <laughs> Mate, some actors that are experienced, they don't have that fucking energy that if you're going to do a scene, you get anger. It's usually, you know... It was almost like when I asked Craig to do it a few takes, the time he got the, the fifth take, which I don't usually do a lot of takes, but I could see he was getting better. He looked as if he was going to fucking kill somebody. You know, <laughs> was, yeah. he looked out of his tits, you know. Yep. Um, right. That's an energy that whether you're an actor or uh, in a band or an artist or whatever, not everybody has that energy, you know. Right. I, respond exactly. to you. I remember watching fucking some movie stars. I remember watching a scene with Mel Gibson once and I went, that guy's a little bit off his fucking head, you know, when he first came out. And I went, yeah. I think he's got a movie star because there's just some edge there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's that side. It's, um, so what I'm trying to say, I, I probably went the long road there, but Craig, I had no experience. No. He's it was more to do with his, his energy and his vibe and I knew I could work with that, you know. Well, okay, some point. I'm not going to write a Shakespeare role for him because he's not going to go up on stage and do fucking Shakespeare. Exactly. But for the roles that I had, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like there's a guy in here uh, in Ireland, uh, which I know he's probably a little bit of a nervous wreck because I gave him uh, a little uh, part in one of the movies. And, um, and, and I'm speaking to him in a couple days to be in it. And I know that there are some people that, you know, have gone to school and everything. And they're like, why are you picking this guy uh, who's not an actor uh, to be in your movie? And I went, oh, it's really simple. Uh, This is a guy who on his own uh, went out and hand painted uh, a decal on the side of his car for our movie. He wasn't in the movie. Um, He's always on there supporting and promoting. And I went, it's that energy. I was like, I can, I can work with that energy. I can pull that energy and put that on screen versus, you know, there has been once or twice that there's an actor with some sort of pedigree and they come on and there's just no energy. You know, it's, it's, uh, they're, 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 
they're creating their CV list. You know, I can put this on my CV and move on to the next thing. And you can just feel it. Ian said he's not nervous at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure he is. But uh, case in point, he's here. And he's always here. And I go, that's part of it. Like I, And honestly, on my side is, I feed off that also as a filmmaker. I feed, like, I can't be in a room with six people who don't really care to be there. I mean, I, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I need to feed off that also. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing Craig Cleland, who's on here. Uh, How yeah, do you Craig tell them apart on set? Like, as far as when you say, hey, Craig, because you can't even go, hey, Craig C, because they're both Craig C. Well, they, they haven't worked with each other in the same scene yet, so... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, no, Craig Cleland, I always seen a 60-second video on Instagram, I keep saying it, it was a 60-second video, and he's arguing with, I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, and I go, that's that, that guy, okay, I'll put him to, I, I, I want to, you know, if I've got a part for him in months ahead, whatever, then uh, yeah, yeah. he's interested in this, then I want to work with him. That was that, I made the decision. But I'd also researched his stuff on social media, and then when he came to do the scene, he was doing a scene where he's doing, you know, he's a drug dealer. He's didn't know he's delivering drugs with this other guy. He gets out the car and then he tries to take the drugs and he pulls it. He pulls a gun on Steve. I never says let's rehearse this or let's do this. I just know he can do it because of what he yeah. did. I just he can do it. And he did. He delivered, you know. And since then, Craig has had a passion for this whole thing and he's out there promoting it as well. So. My you know, as a filmmaker, working with actors, it's usually your instinct as well. You know? It is. I, yeah. Scott always talks about that. It's a, it's a lot. You've got to work on your instincts and the people, you know. And sometimes you get it wrong, of course, but that's why you learn. When you get it wrong, you learn not to go that road again, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, too, even though I'm not a filmmaker uh, working on, with both types of people as far as other actors, it, it's the same for us. Like, you can't be, I'm not saying this set, but I've been on sets before. You can't be the only one on set that's excited to be there and be in the scene as an actor. Yeah. Like you can't, you can have the excitement, but it, it'll drag you down just as much as I'm sure it drags you guys down. If you have to work with people that you can tell are just wanting to go home or they're like, I'm tired and they're yawning or they're on the phone. It's like, Jesus, like I can't keep up my energy for long shoots without other people there to bring the same energy well i'll give you i'll give you a perfect example real quick because moretta's in here and moretta again is somebody that i want to introduce to david and talk down moretta is one of those uh few people whom i would work with on any project i was ever on uh case in point um i've got a little trailer coming up and and everything that i had been doing uh just was not working for a myriad of reasons and i literally had like 20 hours to get something done and i called her up and said hey look i i i heard in the past that you do original music and everything i was like i hate to do this but i need something original in like six hours and 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 this is what i'm talking about this delves down to me to crew to actors and everybody is that her energy i think i even called her i think it was almost 11 o'clock at night and literally not only did this, not only was she ecstatic, not only did she put all of her energy into it, she gave me like four songs by eight o'clock in the morning. And for, for no credit, she's not gonna, I mean, I'm gonna give her credit and everything, 
But I go, it's that energy. And it makes you want to work with those people again. Like yeah. I go, give me yeah. that versus somebody that does this. That to me, this for me, if I were answering that question that that young girl asked you, David, for me, it's this. Because in my experience, every project I've done, no matter how well planned out, thanks, Chris. Once you're on set, a billion things are going to happen. And what I loved about her attitude versus this, oh, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, well. Set broke. Now we're gonna have to redo that whole scene, and they're like, "Okay, well." Uh, versus, when I, you know what she didn't do? She didn't go, "Oh, you got to get that done in six hours." I mean, I don't think she went, "Okay." And then I thought, "Well, I don't know if she can do it." Two hours later, I have something, and then on top of it, she wrote, "Now, if you want any changes, let me know." And I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I do kind of want some change. Meanwhile, it's like, okay. it's like four in the morning and she has to be at work. Right. And she's and, like, no, I'll do it. And she didn't go to sleep. And, and my point is on that is that's what I mean by attitude. Like that makes me want to work with her. That makes me want to go to war going when yeah, everything goes to shit, yeah. as it will do, I can turn around and these people are not going to be going, oh, shit. They're <laughs> going to be going, all right, how can I help you? This is, this is back to the thing. There's some actors that I don't, I don't just want to work with them. I want to write for them. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to write for them, you know, because I know that they're there. I said, in fact, one of the most ones probably is Nikki, you know, because I still never forget Screen, that when we were working, I was like, I was waiting sometimes for a roll of eyes or go, do you know what you're doing? And, and never <laughs> And I was rolling my eyes at myself sometimes. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing or whatever. And it was like, give me an eye roll. <laughs> give me a reason, bitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Even if I don't know what you're doing, I'm there. I've signed on for this shit, you know. So I'm going to give them all. And it was like, yeah. not one fucking time did you falter. And I go, and that was like a while ago. And you, you know, come on a lot. More experienced then and, and stronger, so it's like for me, it's always been in the back of my head. One of the people I'd love to work with again is Nikki, and that's the people you want to write for. It's the same with Stevie, you know. Yeah. So you don't just want to work with them, you want to write for them. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know it's going to yeah. be a fun experience, you know it's going to be an experimental experience, you know it's going to be fly and be infectious with each other. It's not going to yeah. be, oh, we're doing this, and we've only got a few scenes and we can get a fucking break. You don't, I mean, you know. Yes, When's lunch? Yeah, yeah like that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, look, guys, uh, we said we were going to try to keep yeah, this yeah. to an hour. So yeah. I know we could talk for another two hours if we wanted, but we're going to do these more often. So hopefully we can yeah. share a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, and I think what we'll try to do is, is uh, you know, take on topics every time. I I, I don't want to sum it up, but it seems like the summation um, to the, the original thing is – you're trying to break into it as an actor. One thing that might help you with independent films and help your career. That's not to say that if you decide you want to go the route and uh, go through Hollywood and get a talent agency, probably a whole different thing. But in my experience anyway, and it sounds like it's what you guys are saying too, is it comes down to attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's just your attitude. Do you really want to be there? Attitude and, and work ethic. Because work it's work. you never get anywhere with the work ethic. 
You yeah, can get it, it is talent. work. <laughs> you can have small talent, but if you go work ethic, you go somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right, guys. Cool. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Maybe also, since we're going to do these more, we can start. I know we didn't get to all the questions, but maybe we can start pre going. If you want certain things answered, you know, send us comments and we'll try to talk about things that you guys also would like to hear. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, just to end up, uh, everybody's tuned uh, in. Prime Lord uh, Season 2. Uh, yeah, Elena was here earlier saying she's binging your show. She was like, is this the David that does Crime Lord? And I didn't get to answer her, but it she's is. loving your show. And uh, David, uh, we'll be better going forward, but just to wrap it up for anybody who's just listening and can't see the scroll in the bottom, what would be the, the main website they could go to to get all the information on what you're working on? Um, um, I've got my, my beacons, uh, I forget the name of it. But the, the Crane Lord one is uh, cranelordseries.com. Um, okay. And that's, that's for Crane Lord. My other social media is David Beacons or whatever. I should fucking know this. You know, it's beacons.page slash davidwild66. That's it. That's got all my social media links on it there. You know. Okay, that's cool. It. That's it. Yeah. And then uh, for our project, if you want to visit crawlerdietrilogy.com, uh, you can find everything from there everything that we do basically so and uh mine is if you want to make money it is pornhub.com <laughs> and then uh hey, if you gonna... want to be poor but love what you do it's I thought you was he does furry videos <laughs> we're gonna get banned on youtube all right brother well listen uh uh I know we have a trailer dropping uh, within the next 12 hours, and I know that you're getting ready to shoot tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good luck on everything there. Uh, we yeah. love you and we miss you, well, well, brother. If you've got, a trailer, if you've got some, a trailer dropping, to, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. not a trailer. It's a promo video. Yeah. Promo video, right. Yeah. 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 So we'll be live again later with the promo video. Um, but, yeah, this was this was fun. I look forward to doing more of these for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good. Okay, All right. Folks. Well, yeah, see you guys later. later. Catch you later. Uh, All right, man. Thank you, Craig. Thank you so much. Thanks for everybody that tuned in throughout the whole time. Yes. And uh, if you write questions, we'll try to answer them on the next one that we do. Yes. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. All right. See ya. <laughs>